Anytime you get at least two Star Wars nerds together, you're going to have a debate. And they're going to start ranking things. And we all know that you could make an entire podcast episode with a couple of people just debating two points. So we are going to do more than that. We're going to do the impossible. We're going to take all nine of the main Skywalker Saga episode Star Wars movies. And we're going to rank them. But we're going to be doing it in trilogy chunks. So stay with us as we rank our top three Star Wars trilogies. Alright Star Wars fans, it is time to start the countdown. And uh, to mix things up, we're going to start at number one with the least controversial pick in our opinion. Uh, and just our favorite trilogy is the original trilogy. Of course. It's, it's the OG. Obviously. Yeah. It, it started everything, and I, I think that's why it's so great. It's because it introduced a lot of the characters we love, and it, it built up a great universe. The character development in the original trilogy was the best because we're, we're introduced to the main fab four characters. You got your Chewbacca and Han... You got your Luke, you got your Leia, and of course the droids. But all of those characters are able to go through, through the course of those three movies, their own satisfying arc of development. We see them grow, we see them change, we see their relationships change between them. We see um, awkward Luke-Leia kisses that later on we would question all that as we learn their relationship with true relationship with one another but Luke goes from the you know whiny farm boy to Jedi Knight and everything in between Leia's pretty much always hardcore through the whole thing oh yeah she's she's always a, a leader but we get to see her you know lead in lots of different situations and then of course Han going from the kind of the loner scoundrel to rebel hero is pretty cool. Um, I would like to say, though, that Han in the first few episodes, and this happens in every Star Wars trilogy for some reason, is the guy is like creepily flirting <laughs> with the, the girl he likes. I mean, if you think about that, I mean, we'll get into that later, <laughs> but I mean, it happened with Anakin, it happens with Kylo Ren, but... I also liked how as the as the three movies went on that the Star Wars universe or the Star Wars galaxy um did sort of get expanded out a little bit at a time. You know, in the first movie we really just what did we just see Tatooine and the Death Star and mm -hmm. Yavin pretty much, right? I mean Alderaan getting blown up. But. Well, right. We never <laughs> go there. But you know, you get the sense that it's in this galaxy and there are different worlds and everything, mm -hmm. but it's not crowded, you know. But then when we get to Empire Strikes Back, all of a sudden we've got Hoth, we've got Dagobah, we've got Cloud City, you know. We, we really get that the universe gets uh, bigger and more expanded. And then even in Return of the Jedi, when we go back to Tatooine, it's 
in the sense that we're going places that we haven't been before, like Jabba's Palace and the Sarlacc Pit and things of this nature. And, you know, as a, as a kid, when those movies were coming out, that was just the right amount of awesome to always feel like, wow, we're getting to see this new uh, part of the galaxy, this new planet. It was really cool. And it really, I think, laid the foundation for your understanding of the Star Wars universe and the different worlds and the different characters that inhabited it. Yeah, uh, and I think that's something special about Star Wars is because with a lot of films, you're basically in the same place for the entire, you know, trilogy or whatever they have. Like, um, I don't know, an example would be like Lord of the Rings. Like, mm. you, you never go to a different world than Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. And it's really cool, but, you know, it's it's something special that Star Wars has where, you know, Whenever you think Hoth, you know what Hoth is. Something that I would say about the original trilogy, some of the arguments that I would see from from the 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 purists, the Star Wars, you know, the hardcore Star Wars fans, as the prequels and the sequels came out, was they would, you know, find these flaws, or they would find find these plot holes, or they would find these things that they would criticize and say, you know, well, well, this thing just ruins everything for me because there's this mistake or there's this plot hole or whatever. And I would just challenge those folks to find any perfect Star Wars movie. There's there's no perfect Star Wars movie. No, you know, the original trilogy is no exception. You know, there are there are mistakes, there's weird dialogue, there's, you know, stuff that there's weak parts in each movie. I mean, they had to uh, kind of uh have a running joke in the the solo movie that we don't know if it's he's called Han or Han because that's not consistent <laughs> in the movies. He's called both. And the same thing with Princess Leia or Princess Leia. And, you know, why does Leia sometimes speak with a vague British accent when she's speaking to the Imperials in uh, A New Hope? And other times she says, will someone get this big walking carpet out of my way? You know, <laughs> she loses that. So there's there's no perfect Star Wars movie. There's There's things that are wrong quote-unquote with all of them but the original trilogy for us comes out on top yeah ah but now sequels or prequels where do they rank who's number two who's number one it's a difficult decision but we've made it for you and of course we'll want to hear your opinions in reply so here we go Coming in at number two in our preference of Star Wars trilogies is... The prequels. And, I mean, there's a lot of debate about this. And whenever they came out, obviously people like, oh, the prequels suck. You know, they're not as good as the original trilogy for this reason and that reason. And, I mean, they're not wrong. But, I mean, personally... The the prequels came out right around the time I was born. So they were kind of new. And I thought they were cool because it was like... I mean, for a little kid, you know, awesome lightsaber battles versus like the Obi-Wan and Vader <laughs> battle is... It's a, it's a pretty easy choice. One of the things that I always think about with the prequels is that they really couldn't have lived up to all of the years of anticipation that built up for them for us 
old school Star Wars fans. You know, we we had grown up with the original trilogy. Then it had been remastered and re-released in theaters. And we had always heard that, you know, someday they were going to make these, these other movies. These three that came before. And one of the things that we did in preparation for our first podcast episode was go back and look at the original trailer that came out for Phantom Menace. And as I was re-watching that, I realized that I had basically the whole thing memorized, shot for shot, and all the dialogue, because all of us watched it so many times. And I remember that first moment that you see Darth Maul hold out that lightsaber and the blade comes out one end and then a blade comes out the other end. And you can just sort of remember if you were uh, a, a Star Wars fan at that time, how that just blew our collective minds all together and the anticipation that we had for that movie. For a lot of us, it, it's impossible that it would live up to that anticipation. Yeah. Um, one of the things about the Star Wars franchise that doesn't make sense to me is it seems like the further back you go, the more interesting the technology gets. <laughs> like the prequels, you saw so many cool things. And then if you go further back to the Old Republic, which isn't technically canon anymore, you see like triple-bladed lightsabers <laughs> or whatever because they just made up whatever they wanted. Uh, I-, I think what's... What's pretty cool about the prequels is it it definitely, you know, following Anakin, you see why Vader is a thing. Because it, 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 you know, it really shows that development of of his character. Because in the original trilogy, he's just kind of like, bad guy, you know. And they're very vague on things. And I, I think the prequels do a really good job at elaborating on what was already there. They don't really interesting and introduce anything too crazy. And I mean, it, it gets a lot of hate for. I mean, I just rewatched him for I think no reason. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, Jar Jar is there, and okay, I, I was talking about this uh, with with Dad. Um, you don't really need to watch Phantom Menace <laughs> unless you want to see Maul. But Attack of the Clones and uh, Revenge of the Sith are just great. I really like them, and I think it shows us. Um, what I would say is like the prime of the galaxy before the Empire. Because uh, the following, you know, original and sequel trilogies, it always seems like we're fighting against a big bad guy. And it seems like in uh, in the prequel trilogy, it's just a civil war. And it, it feels pretty balanced. And the clones are really cool. And, you know, I think all the characters are really neat. It's fun to see Yoda jumping around and stuff <laughs> and then picking up his cane and hobbling off. Sometimes uh, I remember when I watched episode three for the first time uh, in theaters and that opening sequence of Obi-Wan and Anakin flying through space to get to the, the chance to the ship to rescue the chancellor. And there's just so much going on on the screen. There's so many ships and so many explosions. Um, it, 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 I remember feeling, even just watching that for the first time, that it felt like a bit much. And sometimes I feel like the prequels do that because Lucas was so interested in his 
computer graphics and CG technology and all of that, that he was really into the idea that everything was sort of, he was unlimited and limitless and he could have as many ships as he wanted and as many explosions as he wanted and everything. And so sometimes to me, it does feel a bit much. It does feel a bit like just because you can do all these things doesn't necessarily mean that you should with the movies. It, they do end up feeling a little bit cluttered and a little bit busy and a little bit animated, I guess I would say. Yeah. But overall it is it is satisfying, it is fun and uh it does still feel like a trilogy. Yeah, it feels like a trilogy and it develops the Obi-Wan and Anakin relationship and it just like I think Revenge of the Sith it it really tugs on your heartstrings almost because it does the same thing that the original trilogy does, where it develops these characters over this trilogy, and you, you know what's going to happen, and that's what's even more sad, is you know that Anakin is going to turn into Vader, and it's just... I think my heartstrings get tugged more for Anakin and Obi-Wan, though, than they do for Anakin and Padme. Yeah. So that... I think that that might be a little bit of a flaw. <laughs> An- Anakin and Padme was definitely forced. <laughs> it's the same thing I was saying about how creepy it is. Yeah. Because it, it's just like... Don't look at me like that. Yeah, the dialogue between the two of them is very cringy. Yeah, because, like, and I I wonder if they knew it was cringy, too, because it seems (laughs) like they they weren't even acting it out, right? They were just kind of like, um, (laughs) let's just read this right off the script. Yeah, it's hard to, to do that. Yeah. But overall, it comes in at number two in our favorite of the three Star Wars trilogies. Which brings us to number three, our least favorite of the three trilogies, and that is the sequel trilogy, the newest of the Star Wars movies. We loved The Force Awakens. Yes, The the Force Awakens was great, and I think what was interesting about the sequel trilogy to me is it was kind of like my original trilogy. Yes. Because it came out right when I was like in the prime of liking Star Wars. And, and so, you got to see them all at an mm-hmm. age when you knew what was going on and you could anticipate it and look forward to it. And I had been doing that for 44 years. <laughs> Not bitter. But anyway, keep going. It, I, I think The Force Awakens was really, really good. Like, it's probably one of my favorite Star Wars movies. That might just be my youth speaking. But it's really great. And I think people hate on it because it's part of the sequels. But if they if they just elaborated on The Force Awakens and did the same thing they did with the original trilogy, we'd have a really great trilogy on mm-hmm. our hands. Oh, yeah. I loved it. Um, it. It did exactly what it needed to do. It, uh, it set up this new set of characters, and you knew who they were, and you knew their backstory, and you saw their relationships starting to develop. And the old characters were there, but they didn't dominate. You know, Han Solo probably got the most screen time, and he was fun and interesting and kind of like you would expect old Han Solo to be and there was Chewie and there was you know interchange between them and it was fun and interesting and Leia was cool and it was fun to see her you know in her real boss mode Mm -hmm. running everything in the galaxy and of course Kylo Ren I mean Kylo Ren was sweet he was so cool and you know I've been talking about this a lot recently because I feel like his character could have done so much more than what it was because it feels like he just turned into like a mediocre like I liked that 
the the big reveal for Kylo Ren of being Ben Solo. Mm-hmm. It it just come, it just comes out of nowhere. It just boom right there in the first movie about you not even a third of the way through the first movie. So you're like, oh okay. And I, I know I'm pretty sure we both started crying whenever Han Solo shouted Ben. ben. Oh God, that's was, such a good moment. It was so good, such a good moment. And it really is a beautifully done movie. That it, that yes. moment right there on the catwalk when the the light goes away just as he's about to to kill Han Solo is beautifully done and. Mm-hmm. You know, there's just a lot of moments. Snoke is cool. Yeah. Snoke is a big head. Is yeah. he huge? Or is that just because he's a projection? You don't really know. What is he? Is he a Sith? Yeah. You, there's just all these questions. And, and that's exactly what the new first movie should do. Yes. It should raise a lot of questions, introduce a lot of new characters that you care about. And that's awesome. I think, you know, and especially the searching for Luke thing is cool. Yes. I wish they didn't resolve that in the first movie. I feel like it could have been a cool, like, arc for the whole trilogy. Is that just me? Well, you can't ask for a better cliffhanger. Oh, yeah. Than she arrives, she hands out the lightsaber, he turns, you know. To me, it just, it was great. It held so much promise. It set everything up and so Mm -hmm. much anticipation. But my main problem with the sequel trilogy is that it does not seem like a trilogy. No. It seems like three movies that are arguing with each other. It seems like three siblings trying to get their own way. And only one of them can win. Yeah. The first one sets everything up. The second one resolves it all, tears it all down. And then the third one tries to bring up all of this new stuff. And in the meantime, everything to me is just very unsatisfying. Yeah. And a lot of people don't like The Last Jedi, but, you know, I feel like if it was The Force Awakens, Last Jedi, and then something really cool for the third one. Because <laughs> the, the problem is, it seems like the third movie was just trying to, like, surprise the, the fandom. Because they, they, like, they must have read a few articles about, like, theories, and they were like, you know what? Let's just throw everything out the window to try to, like, twist things around. Yeah. You know, like, bring back Palpatine for no reason. Bring back Lando for no reason. Lando was cool, but he didn't really need to be there. <laughs> he could have been a cool, you know, in the in the first movie, you know, him and Han. I don't know. Full disclosure, I have not rewatched. The Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. I only saw it once in theaters. It made me so mad. I haven't watched it again. At, at, the same for me. Uh, we're planning an episode where we're going to talk about what we, like, an in-depth thing about what we think of it, and then watch it again and talk about what we think about it. And, um, spoiler alert, it's probably going to be even worse after. <laughs> maybe not. Maybe, maybe I've mellowed now that I know how it's going to betray me. But, uh... Essentially, the the big reason that I I didn't like the sequel trilogy was just because it just felt like it didn't know what it wanted to do. Yeah, it didn't seem like there was a, a plan going into the three of them mm-hmm. for how to make it have an arc. Uh, I felt like that third movie tried to cram in way too much. Yeah, and just left a lot of things unsatisfied in my opinion and it seems like they try to commit to things in the third one 
and then they go back on them. Yeah. Like Chewbacca's dead. Oh wait. Oh wait, no he's not. He was in he was in a different transport or whatever. <laughs> wasn't was that wasn't that it? Yeah. And then oh, C3PO memories wiped. What is that? R2D2 had one saved? <laughs> That's crazy. And both of those things would have been sad. It would have been moving. It would have yeah. been touching, like losing Han Solo was touching and gotcha. Yeah. You know, it, it got you. You were emotionally invested in it. And I remember when that lightning came out of her hand and I thought Chewbacca was gone. That was, that got me. That yeah. was something. But then, like you say, oh, nope, he's back. It just felt cheap. Yeah. And they... Felt like they didn't want to commit to anything. Yeah, and they they do that a lot. They throw, like, it seems like they're trying to throw as much stuff in the, the air as they can and then just leave. <laughs> Look this way, kids. Boink. Yeah, they're out. <laughs> Buy our books. You know, they'll resolve it. Uh-huh. We'll be we'll be back to uh, to do a full analysis of just the rise of Skywalker, mm-hmm. and we will see if time has mellowed our strong feelings about these. Now, speaking of strong feelings, dear listeners, you may have some too. We would love to hear from you. So get in touch with us and let us know what your ranking would be of the trilogies, and if you agree or disagree with what we have to say. Because after all, you too are a Star Wars nerd, and we're sure you have your own strong opinions as well, and we would love to hear them. Yeah, that or you're a peanut butter nerd, in which case, (laughs) you're probably really confused right now. So until next time, I'm Bob. And I'm Eli. And the Force will be with you. Always. Always.